well, boys. Zay Flowers is a Dallas Cowboy. Jalen Carter is a Dallas Cowboy. Nolan Smith's a Dallas Cowboy. And somehow we flipped our sixth and seventh round pick for Jamar Chase. Yeah, fuck yeah. What a night, boys. No, I'm kidding. Uh, The 2023 NFL Draft. It's come and gone. I got to say, maybe maybe the most underwhelming draft, like – I, all the feedback I've seen thus far about the Dallas. By the way, this is Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Catelli. Ben Walker. Zachary Love. Uh, all the feedback I've seen, like all the draft grades and like the general talk is that the, the picks aren't that bad. Like this isn't like an F draft. It's just like very underwhelming and that it's a letdown given how well the division did, namely the Eagles. It's kind of the, the general vibe I keep seeing. Um, I'm interested to hear what you guys thought. Uh, for me, it was kind of like uh, there's one pick in here that I like. <laughs> Other than that, uh, every single round, I was like, "Really?" I'm very whelmed. Yeah, I'm not underwhelmed, but it's it was a draft. Uh, I like our first round pick. Hated yeah. our fucking second round pick. Same Z's. Every, every we'll other get into pick that. was fine. Yeah, I'm not like that. We got a uh, linebacker. In the third, but otherwise, I, I have a uh, overshone is probably my second favorite pick. No, uh, yeah, my top three are definitely Mozzie, Deuce, and Overshone, though, and in no particular order. Deuce is the coolest pick, uh, Mozzie is probably the pick we needed the most. And I have watched Overshone play, and he is a really good player. He's only been playing linebacker for a little bit, it's a converted safety. And he's very much in the, the Donovan Wilson mold where this dude is a fucking hitter, dude. Like he lays wood like crazy. He has great ball skills, um, had four sacks from the linebacker position last year at his, like, I think it was only his second full year playing linebacker, but um, that is a cool pick. I like that. And we we've seen in the past, like you can never have enough linebackers. Um, so I like that. Um, but man, it, it was one of those drafts, especially the second round, dude. That was the that was kind of the, the trough of the draft. There was a low moment. It was like the 20 minutes after we took Luke Schoonmaker in the second round. Yeah, I mean, it we're we preface preface this all by saying we're not draft experts. We don't grind tape. So like all our reaction is really based on limited college football games that we watch and people that we respect and do the legwork and the players that they rank and that we envision would be good fits on Dallas and that would get us hyped. And it just seemed like this draft lacked all of those pieces, right? Like yep. it was a, the Cowboys were for once in a position very different than they were last year, where last year, right. We're coming off an off season where you got worse, right. Or at least yep. a agency period, you know, you got no Amari Cooper, no Randy Gregory, uh, no, let L. Collins like you had gaping holes. Guys who were big contributors the year prior that needed to be filled. This year, they, if anything, had gotten better before the draft. Right, Brandon Cooks had come in for a pick. Uh, Stephon Gilmore had come in for a pick. Uh, we we had applauded them on the last pod. So they really were in a position where there wasn't, at least on paper, there didn't seem to be a gaping need where you had to take a play you had to walk out of the draft with this position or this position there's a few places fans wanted you know guard we can talk about uh you know another running back sure tight end sure but i i think 
what kind of sucks is it feels like this was a draft that they could almost pull what Andy sort of alluded to with their what the Philadelphia Eagles did and, and just kind of wait and let the really good players drop and come to you, right? And yep. and look, I mean, we could look back and we've seen super drafts that turned out to be shitty and good drafts that turned out to be bad. I mean, me and Andy have hated multiple picks Dallas has made that turned into good players, including last year. We did not I was going like to say, it. Lord knows I spent this exact podcast last year bitching about Tyler Smith, and that turned out to be – one, pick. Tyler turned out to be really good. And two, turns out we needed the shit out of him. So that was a tremendous pick. So this could all, you know, prove right. to be smoke. Um, I guess what sucks is, one, obviously, they're, it's, uh, they're not fun picks, right? And, and, of course, football, building a football team should not be all fun picks. Like, you cannot pick, you know, <laughs> go back and look at, like, the early 2000s Detroit Lions for, like, making a fun pick every year. Like, every year they were getting Calvin Johnson, Roy Williams, Charles the, Rogers, like the Lions might have had a fun pick this year, and it might have been a bad choice. Yeah, oh yeah, the, the, you know they they took a running back in the in the top top the fifteen. Second running so, back, yes, the second running back, and they picked him at twelve. So I guess what I came away with looking back at it is that every time we picked, it seemed like there was an opportunity. It's one thing if it's like a, um, I, I you know I go back to uh, to last year and all these guys that we kind of had our eye on got like snapped up right before we picked. And I was like, okay, like a lot, you know, a lot of the guys that we wanted got taken. And so it feels like there was the, the cupboard was bare. And so we went with this, this year it felt like, and again, there was this kind of run. Like I, I will admit that when we got to pick 20 and all the wide receivers are still on the board, I was like, Oh, oh. my God, what if, what if it happened? Like, what if one of these guys falls to us? And then you go JSN at 20, uh, Quentin Johnson at 21, LL Kellen taking Johnston. What a fucking bum. Hilarious. But then Zay Flowers off the board at 22, Jordan Addison at 23. So right there in a row, all four wide receivers that are meaningful to this NFL draft are gone in four straight picks. Um, but by 26, uh, the Cowboys are sitting there. Okay, you want to, you want, you know, D-tackle, which is what they ended up going with. I mean, there had been a lot of talk about buying Breesey coming into this draft. Um, several cornerbacks, including Joey Porter Jr., who I would have been very happy with at this spot. Steve Avia out of TCU. Uh, we definitely need a guard. I mean, right now it looks like, you know, in, in camp, it looks like Josh Ball is going to get reps there. That's concerning for a multitude of reasons. Um Jonathan Mingo was still there. If you want to like move up, you know, kind of pull from the second round in, which you kind of did with Mozzie Smith. Um, so it just felt like at this pick, um, it's not that they didn't need interior D line help. And I, and for all I know, Mozzie Smith will make a tremendous impact. Um, it's just that it felt like there were other position, other players still available that I would have been like, Oh, what a that's a win. Getting that guy's a win. Um, and two, the scouting report on Mozzie Smith just gives me fucking PTSD flashbacks to Taco Charlton. It's a guy out of Michigan with all the tools who just doesn't seem to, to you know, ball like he should. They, like, they kept being like, oh, when you look at this guy and all the tools he has and all the capabilities he has, he should be mauling guys, and he's not. Uh, he didn't really produce as well as he should have in college. Um, so the Cowboys will look to make him step up at the next level. And you guys know I'm not a huge believer in the, like, I didn't play well in college football, but in the NFL, I'll be a superstar. That isn't a huge thing for me. Um, but maybe, maybe Mozzie Smith will break that mold. I don't know. If he can stop them 
converting third and short, or at least make that no longer automatic. Running defense was a huge issue. We we did have like a I think it was a ten game stretch last year where we gave up a hundred yard rusher and like seven of those were one hundred and fifty yard rushing days. So it was um, third and short, man. We. When it was third and short, it was just automatic first for the other team. Yeah, and, and I will say, when, when they picked Mozzie, uh, this this clip went around of Micah, who was I think was on some, I don't know if it was, it was like hosted Bleacher's by the Bleacher's Report's team. live. There you uh, go. Bleacher Report was doing like a live draft kind of reaction. Reaction, yeah. And, and Micah, Mo- or Micah was on there. They announced that we had picked Mozzie. Micah showed the text from uh, Dan Quinn where he said, uh, Michigan defensive tackle, which is what Micah wanted. He wanted help up the center, and Micah immediately tweeted, uh, "No board QB sneaks," which I thought was very cool. That is very cool. So, I mean, yeah, um, fucking stomps Jalen Hurts. That's worth it too. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, if if you convert like three I don't fewer, know, how much does this guy weigh? Shorts a day? Because I don't know if he does. Three hundred twenty-three pounds. I don't know if you guys know this, but Jalen Hurts can bench like six hundred pounds. Oh, so, yeah. Maybe we need to get. Mozzie uh, weigh a little bit more, you know. Just get a big seven hundred pound guy out there. If only Connor Williams could play defense, dude. He's so big. He's so fucking huge. Huge. So, frankly, like coming out of that, I was still like, well, it was a position of need. But then we get to the second round, dude. And well, I want to. I want to spend some more time on yeah, 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 Mozzie. So, uh, look, I think. I, I don't get Taco vibes because I think they're asked to do different things. Taco was asked to be a productive pass rusher and was just not that. Mozzie's not, as a D tackle, is not really, I mean, a half sack in his career is definitely not wow numbers, doesn't jump off the page, but he's a big run stuffer. Like that, he's a, they even say he's a penetration guy, not a sack guy. He's, he's there to make Micah's job easier. He's there to make Tank's job easier. He's there to make LVE's job easier, right? Eat double teams, just, be a force in the middle. Don't get moved. And the one thing that Dallas's defense really lacked, as good as a defense as they were, which is probably the best defense I've seen Dallas have in 10 years, 20 years, something like that. Yeah, probably since um, seven. But we all admitted they were more speed and finesse than they were, hey, we're going to punch you in the mouth, get physical with you type defense. They were yeah, much and- more like, Hey, we're we're gonna we're just gonna be way faster than you. We're gonna fly to the football, all that type of shit. Mainly led by Micah and Trayvon. And their and, and think- their pass rush was largely neutralized by running. Like people ran directly at the Cowboys to not allow for their pass rushers to get home. Yeah, that became, that's what that, became that kind the, of became the game plan. The game plan second half of the year, right? How do we neutralize? What is Dallas best at? Man, they can get after the pass rusher. How do we? Ta- well, let's just run right at them, especially on the outside. Run at their corners who don't like to tackle. And that's what they did over and over and over again. They don't have a great linebacker core as much as LVE had a great year. Um, and and so I think you do – Mozzie Smith's going to make that better, right? Mozzie Smith does on paper improve that. So all that can be good. And I, I like the pick for that reason. It's a position that Dallas, much like me and Andy have joked forever, they never seem to address safety, which is weirdly in a good place, but they never like to address safety through the draft, at least early on. They've also never really liked to address D-tackle early. It's been a position of need they've largely ignored for a long time, or at least have never put heavy resources in, right? They've never spent Correct. big money at the position or a high draft capital at the position. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad they did that. I do think it makes them better. What I do worry about is... 
I think they looked at last year, the last two years, and said, hey, we have to get better at stopping the run. This is what we we have to adjust. We have to, man, oh, man, they're, Jalen Hurts, he's up the middle. We got to react to that. And I don't ever like reacting to something like that in the NFL, especially when it's a passer's league. And I yep. would always want to spend capital on affecting the passing game, which maybe Mozzie can do. We'll see. Will McClay's confident on that. I could be proven wrong, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be, he's not a pass rusher himself like Osa is. He's more of a Jonathan Hankins, big run stuffing guy. So I don't know. I, I guess that's where it comes in for me, where I'm just a little maybe discouraged with the direction they went, where you need more weapons and you need guys that can stop more weapons. And they sort of went into this like old school nineties vibe. Like, Hey, we're just going to get bigger and stronger and tougher. They seem to do that multiple times. Cause that's exactly how I felt in round two as well. Right. Like, and, th and that's what I think how they look at the team and how we look at it. That that's my concern. And correct. it goes back to when Kellen left, which we were all happy about. And McCarthy took over. One of the things that he weirdly said was like, man, we got to run the ball better. We're going to commit yeah. to run. I don't Strange. love that, man. I don't love that, man. I just, that's not, that's not the winning formula in today's NFL anymore. That's not, one, I mean, one, analytics have really shot. And two, you don't that. have the personnel to do that. Especially like, on the offensive line. If you're going to yeah. do that, go get a big, go get the best guard in the draft. Go get, yep. uh, and they were, apparently they weren't as high on, the guard of Florida. We'll get to that in a second because he fell past them in the second round, but they were really high on uh Bergeron who could have been an O tackle. O guard. That was apparently, if you listen to the audio, they're really between Mozzie and him and Will McClay ultimately says, Hey, Mozzie's a day one starter. They don't view O line depth as big of a concern as we do. Apparently fans, because they seem to think they're set there at least for now. But um, I guess I say all that to say, I just, I, I don't hate the pick. I think he's a good player, but I think another thing can be true where it's like, just like the Lions taking Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is probably a fantastic player. Same with yep. the Falcons taking Bijan. It's just, are you really building your team the right way? If if that's where you're the Falcons your have reason. been without like some of the most key foundational pieces of a football team for several years, and they have drafted like the last things you need. Like I was, they are with. As it's, a semi-Falcon fan, I'm I'm pissed. It's it's like having a car that like doesn't run and you're buying like neon underglow and <laughs> NOS for your for your vehicle. You're like, dude, you don't have spark plugs and you know, like it's it's really strange to get like uh, like Kyle Pitts, who like did have a great rookie year, he kind of had a slump last year, but like definitely the it, ninth thing I would want on a football team. It feels team. like Pitts. And London, well, it's a top receiver always go for, but Pitts, London, and Bichon are going to be that. It's like that dragon meme where it's like the the dragon yeah. memes, and then there's the derpy face, and it's going to be the fucking. I saw this this meme of a. It was like here's the Falcons, and it was like there was like this five year old child, and it said the Falcons on him, and then he's holding like a, a rifle bigger than him, like a fifty cal <laughs> BMG, and it says like Bijan Pitts, Drake London. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. Like they have these ridiculous weapons that they will really not be able to make use of because of everything around them. So yeah, were you guys surprised at that? Like what everyone kept hinting it was going to be a weird draft. And as someone who's a bit of a degenerate better, I was reading tweets all day, looking at it. Actually, hit a big plus six fifty parlay. No big deal. Um, Very nice, but. You know, the Texans, no one knew what they were going to do. And they 
do fucking laughable traded like all their assets for I mean, I like Will Anderson Jr. They got two foundational pieces, but they also probably traded a likely top 10 pick next year because they're probably going to suck. Very yeah. strange. So a lot of teams did some weird shit, and I guess Dallas didn't do... Shout out to the Colts, dude, for, for ballsily rolling the dice on Anthony Richardson at four, dude. I respect that. The more pods I listen to going into this, the more I'm convinced he's not bad like levis i actually think is bad i actually kind of have some I, uh, frankly i think anthony richardson has the best chance to be a starter in the nfl out of all the quarterbacks. really you're going that yeah. far yeah you i wanna don't say, all right do you guys want to do a little who's going to be the best quarterback of this draft class i i think there's a real chance it's richardson i think Ooh. bryce young is too small um i, I mean I, I legitimately i i think bryce young is like five foot seven and he's not a dynamic athlete like a Kyler Murray is, and we have seen how just how big of a hamstring being short is for Kyler Murray. And if you take away Kyler Murray's legs, he's absolutely not a, a dynamic quarterback in this league. And he's still kind of not at this point. Like Kyler's had all kinds of issues. So like Bryce is going to have trouble. CJ Stroud like has basically exclusively thrown to NFL rookies of the year and first round top five picks like Olave, JSN, uh, Wilson, Marvin Harrison Jr., who I have now seen go number one in mock drafts for next year, which is absurd, but a testament to just how fucking beastly Marvin Harrison Jr. is. Um, when you take an elite athlete and then give him an actual murderer for a father, that is what you end up with. Yeah, he is an allegedly. absolute beast. Thank you very much. He is he has allegedly shot a man outside of a car wash in front of 30 eyewitnesses. But um yeah, I, I, I do. and then again, like I know that it's kind of over overstated, but like CJ Stroud went out and got like an eighteen percent on like one of the more respected aptitude tests that the NFL administers. Like he is, he kind of comes across as an idiot, and he did have a lot of situations in college where he made bad reads, bad decisions. I think that, that will haunt him. And again, he's on the Texans. Like he's fucked. Like he's gonna be thrown to. I mean, he's going to be throwing to Dalton Schultz as his number one target. So he's screwed. Um, Will, to me, Will Levis is not even a discussion. He's not an NFL player. He wasn't a high-level D1 quarterback. He's like a bad college QB, and they drew his name out of a hat like they do every year with one white guy. Like, like I swear to God, Jake Locker is going to be great. He's not. Will Levis the same way. So for me, Anthony Richardson at least has an X factor. And that's that as far as QBs that have been like gone through the draft cycle, he is in that top 1% of athletes. Uh, I don't know if he can make that transition into success at the next level, but a good it gives landing him spot, something. By the way, too. Yeah. Frank Reich is Agreed. all his faults a, a good QB guy, I think. Agreed. Zach, so, yeah, I'm I, going I'll be honest, I don't have any fucking idea. I have no idea. I didn't really pay attention to the quarterbacks. I didn't even know who that guy was. I asked Ben, who's that guy to keep showing? <laughs> so. Which one? Um, Will Levis. Levis. Yeah. Oh yeah, the guy who because he was dude. They they did the they did the dirty treatment where they're like, how far will he fall? Oh, it's just sucks. like a zooming would, camera on him. One all funny night. thing, my mom texted me because I think my mom has never watched a draft before. And she was like. It's weird. He's just sitting here with these Instagram models being sad. I was like, I think that's his girlfriend and his sister. And she was like, oh, okay, that's better. Like, Mom, you're so mean. Just like assuming this guy's got some hoes with him. Like, shit, maybe he did. Shit, <laughs> maybe he hired them. Bo like, Callahan, dude. 
good exposure. But, yeah, Ben, what about you? Where where where's your head at on the quarterback question? I'm kind of I'm kind of believing Anthony Richardson hype myself. Yeah, but I'm not as uh down on Bryce Young as you. I actually think he'll be. I don't think he's going to be in the Darnold like Zach Wilson bust tier. I don't know. Uh, I I wouldn't go that. I don't far. know I don't if he's going to like. But... I think he'll be an NFL starter. I don't. I don't know how elite i don't think he'll ever be in that elite category but we'll see i mean that's i'm not going out on a limb saying that i just he'll be fine i think he'll be fine i have no idea about stroud and levis will be a bum and hendon hooker i think will probably be a bum i think the ceiling for bryce young is like uh like a 20-ish touchdowns like 15 turnovers um like, like as long as he's got a cupcake schedule and a loaded like, roster, he'll do really well. Some Danny Dimes. I'm stuff. kidding. Oh, that's, that's just Jalen Hurts. I'm just describing <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Overrated. Bum, 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 bum. I would say Danny Dimes, but at least Danny can run. But yeah, I mean, Danny's like, got that some legs to him. Like he's got the. If this mid. was a Disney movie, he'd be the hero vibes. Yeah, he's definitely got protagonist white man plot armor for sure. Right. Well. We can go back to cowboy stuff, but I was just curious on the pivot there. The draft was, like you said, strange. I I do agree with you. We got wiped out on wide receiver. I don't think they would have gone that route. I know, so, but I I want to believe. I'm a Zay. little I'm a little <laughs> glad that Zay didn't fall, so that we didn't pass on him because that would have oh been that would have been fucking painful. Um, dude. And I will say, you know, I I think Eagles are getting way too much love for basically just sitting there and taking players from Georgia that people know, but. All that said, like I'm not as scared of Nolan Smith. You want to talk about like guys who don't their athleticism exceeds their production, like ding ding yeah. ding. But yeah, uh, that said, I did want Dallas to take him, so I can't talk too much shit. But Jalen Carter, I, I won't. I can't. My only hope is he's the red flags are true and that he's not a hard worker because that guy. I'm a convincing myself that he's Rolando McClain. That's what I'm telling myself. I I I legitimately heard. Uh, I was listening to a podcast today from like Rusillo and uh, he had. Booger McFarland on, which say we will about Booger. I think he's a fine analyst. He may be a terrible play by play guy, but yeah, yeah, he knows. But actually, like I like hearing him talk about football. I'll just put it that way. I think he's a football guy. Anyway, he said he would have taken Jalen Carter first overall. He's like all the character stuff aside. He's like he's the he he says he's Indomitian Sue with a little bit more twitch, which I think is probably at. And I'm that's terrifying. I mean, think about it. Like he was on the team with the Georgia. Like they had four or five first rounders last year and this year, and he was probably the best of all of them. And he failed. Yeah, well, like, that that just scares the, me about the Eagles. I'll just say that. You know, this, this LSU secondary has had four or five of the best corners in the Sir, league. The Cowboys got took, the best of them. We didn't take Pat Peterson. We took his fucking, or Tyler I know. Matthew. People, we took, people said we took Morris Clifford was the best one, dude. We took the Nolan Smith of that group. I'm saying they got, uh, I don't they know. They got Jalen Carter's Badger. Uh, well, yeah. I, yeah, I love. I'm just saying, I, of all their picks, that was nice. Um, but Agreed. anyway, you're right. Receivers got wiped out. The Bills jumped us to take Dalton Kincaid. I was fine with that. I also, yeah, I was like, cool. from everything I've heard, Dallas was not going to take Dalton Kincaid. So the Bills might. Here's here's what pissed me off. So they take Dalton. They take Dalton Kincaid, and then Michael Mayer goes like very early, like top three or four picks of the second round. And so I'm like, cool. Behind Joey safe. Laporta. By the way. Yeah. I was like, we're Another safe, dude. We, we don't have to worry about this tight end bullshit. So second round goes on and on. Um, and submit one pick I did love 55th overall Kansas city got Rashi rice out of uh, 
uh, SMU wide receiver. You were high on him? That kid's going to be very good in the league. Calling it now. You're going to hear that name. You know who I wanted to fall? Either one of the U corner, Tyreek Stevenson, who didn't. Yep. Um, two picks before us, which bummed me out. Or Cam Smith, who also fell. Also a good player. On a corner. But Zach knows I always want my corners as his background shows. Um, Absolutely. I think what so bummed the- me out is like the guys on the board for receiver. I wanted another weapon. It clearly yeah. Dallas did too. So they take this guy for everyone, Luke Schumacher out of Michigan. And I just, I don't know, with Marvin Mims and Jalen Hyatt there, like, give me that. Dude, dude Jalen Hyatt at the back of the second is money. I mean, there were mocks with the Cowboys taking Jalen Hyatt in the first round at 26. Him and, him and Tillman went back-to-back early in the third. He actually went to the fucking Giants, by the way. Yeah, so I'm sitting there being like, okay, cool. We or got Josh plenty. Downs, which was yes. early, but if also you're going to go early... Josh Downs had nasty, has nasty route tree. So I was like, cool, we, are, we got plenty of options here. And here comes Luke fucking Schoonmaker. Now, if you're like, who the fuck is Luke Schoonmaker? You could be forgiven because Luke Schoonmaker was like the ninth tight end on Michigan. This dude is like 25 years old. Okay. Injury concerns. Got hurt last year. Didn't play a bunch of games. Has never produced. I think his best season was like 350 yards and like three touchdowns. He was on the same team and two years older than Luke Ferguson, who's on the Dallas Cowboys. And Ferguson started over him. Jake Ferguson. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, and in college, like seniority matters. Like seniors do get preferential treatment I over younger Jake guys. Ferguson was a Wisconsin kid. No, Ferguson. Jake Ferguson's from Michigan. I think he went Miss Wisconsin. Are you sure? I'm almost positive that Jake Ferguson went. To I don't know who you, I. I think you're thinking of someone, but I think Ferguson was a Wisconsin. Dude, you're right. How? Who am I thinking of? Is it Hendershot? No, no maybe he I'm went just to an a idiot. weird college. Um, but uh, to your point, I will say. Yeah, he he his numbers were very underwhelming if you looked at them. Uh yes. another kid who did not produce. The only thing I don't know, I I I I hated the pick. Me and Andy hated the pick. So I won't I won't sit here and pretend to I hate the pick more than any pick I've we have had in 10 years. I'm not exaggerating. I hate it. I didn't I, want us to take Kincaid either in the first, so I was happy he got took and you're right. When all the tight ends went off the board, I was like, thank fuck, man. We don't have to worry about them taking a tight end the second round. And then they did. Man, did y'all hear the reports, though, that apparently we basically had two lists for offensive defense, and uh, Quinn and McCarthy apparently argued like every pick yeah. on. Well, Milwaukee Clay was a big factor in all that. I don't I don't love the people trying to – or the, the, the pinning of those two. But, yes, I mean, I, I, I imagine the offensive guy and the defensive guy looked at what they liked the most. But I did. It does. That. It does paint a picture, though, of Quinn being almost on equal footing with Mike. He essentially, is. That, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like an interesting dynamic that, that Quinn is like this beloved, like such a beloved defensive coordinator. And they're on they're this all team. below like Jerry's children and grandchildren. Yeah, for sure. Dude, he had like his grandchildren in the the draft. They had like <laughs> uh, John, dude. 
Dude, just wait a, till Shawn hey, Michaels. It's a fam- all you know. I'm saying to Cowboy fans is a family business. This shit is never getting sold. Like you're nope. gonna have even Jerry dies, it'll be Steven, and then when Steven dies, it'll be which one of his. that's not totally unusual. I mean, Dean Spanos, who owns the Chargers, just got the team from his dad. Well, look like, at the Rooneys and Maros and shit. Yep, it's yeah. not an unusual thing in the NFL. Um, if you've ever watched the show Billions, uh, which is like a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, one of the subplots is like one of the characters is trying to buy an NFL team and he gets denied. And one of the quotes is like sports franchises are how we do knighthoods in this country. Cause we don't have the monarchy. And I think that's very true that like we allow like the, this weird class of human to own NFL franchises and then it's passed down family to family. They're very rarely uh, turned over to, to new management unless there's extenuating circumstances. So yeah, I, I don't think we'll ever see the Cowboys out of Jones' hands. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a weird dynamic from a coaching standpoint. There was that whole situation where Jerry made the comment, and I think he was joking, but he said that the issue is coaching <laughs> at that press conference, and everyone right fucking lost McCarthy. their mind. Like, yeah, with McCarthy in the room. And then, yeah, so McCarthy did get his his offensive guy. I just fucking hate this pick, dude. I, I'm not joking when I say that I would really be shocked if, I, like, again, like I personally, and maybe I'm vastly overrating what we have at tight end. I saw last year, I saw Jake Ferguson as a rookie in very limited snaps do things athletically that I know Schultz can never do. And then we had the thing in the offseason where Travis Kelsey kind of gave him some love and said, like, Jake Ferguson, you know, has the tools to be an elite tight end in this league. Um, I don't think we need luke schoonmaker i think luke schoonmaker will be basically jeremy sprinkle all over again like just a guy who's on the team fills a jersey fills a roster spot and maybe isn't on blocking packages when they need a second tight end and one of the hendershot and or ferguson needs a blow i i hated this again because we're, we're basing it on what they could have got right it's opportunity for cost. sure the next pick was Osiris Torrance, offensive yes. guard from Florida. Many people had as the number one guard. We even talked about him in our pre-draft coverage. That he was a lot of people thought he would go first round. He fell all the way to them in the second round. I just felt like that would have been such an easy win. You feel yep. a plug, you plug a hole. He's like everyone would have patted you on the back, which I know is not why you do this. You got to trust your guys and scouts, and it just seemed. I, I guess this is where the disconnect for me is on tight ends. It's not even Luke Schoonmaker's fucking fault. I, I just, if you look at the NFL and you look at the way they draft tight ends, the hit rate is so absurdly low of finding the next Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, and teams are obsessed with it. Ever since, yep. like, Ron Gronkowski, I have not seen teams just reach and reach and reach on finding the seam-splitting tight end. They are so hard to find. The one thing I'll say about Luke's numbers, which are pretty mediocre, is another thing that doesn't translate to the NFL is great tight end numbers don't necessarily mean you're going to be great in the NFL, and bad tight end numbers don't necessarily mean you're bad yeah, in the there's, NFL. There's, there's no cool. science to it. You're truly just That's like rolling I mean. the it's, dice. It's a dart throw, and I just hate spending a second-round pick on such a dart throw at well, a, at a like, position that I don't think if you don't – this is my my take on tight end. It's a luxury piece. It's yep. an absolute luxury piece. If you get Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, oh, yeah, fucking run, baby. And, you know, even a Pitts – We'll but if see. you have if you have anyone in the 
bottom 28 tight ends, they're the same thing. Like, yeah, like, that's what I mean. Talk about running backs are interchangeable. Like, you're telling me, is there a difference between, like, tight end? I'll even give, like, Dallas Goddard I'll put in a higher tier, which is arguable. But I'll go, like, tight end six to, like, tight end 26. And you tell me if there's a difference at all. I, I mean, just don't believe it. And I percent so, like in a margin of error, like, yeah. And it, so to spend a totally second round negligible. pick on a guy who may not start this year because tight ends always take time. He's not going to never. Start. There is a well, 0% chance he starts. And, and they, they always take time. No one comes in and has like rookie, like Mike Ditka had the rookie tight end receiving record for fucking ever or some shit because tight ends just don't produce right away. And I know Pitts did. He was taken fourth and he's more wide receiver anyway, but I, I guess that's that's where I come into with tight ends. It's just it's such a dart throw that I don't like spending high capital on it. Dude, and even look, the analysis and look, at the moment. And, and Dallas did it right. As much as we hated on Schultz, that's a good fourth round pick. Ferguson, yep. you took him in the fourth round last year. He looks like he might be good. You don't they convinced themselves this was this big need, and I just disagree. I would have rather them go out and get a free agent. Old ass Delaney Walker, someone sitting out there, and let well, him compete. They, they did it wrong too. on several fronts. Like, okay, one, they they bought into this. Like, oh, they got rid of Schultz, and that's a hole. Like, it's not. Like, Schultz did not bring any. But like, for, as far as like you know, like the above replacement type stats, like Schultz is the most a guy there's ever been. Yeah, he's a he's a below average blocker, and then a. Above average receiver, I'll give him. Marginally above average receiver with with no athletic gifts. Like, I, I truly think... He's that, not a matchup nightmare. Like, no, no. D coordinator goes into any game and was like, oh, we got to figure out how to contain Schultz. They're like, yeah. no. Like, fuck. Given, like, if he gets given the same number of snaps, I already thought that having Jake Ferguson be the starter was an upgrade. Me so too. So they didn't need... I, yeah, absolutely. I definitely think that if you give Jake Ferguson a full offseason... To, to be the starting tight end and you give him all of Schultz reps, I think he's as good as Schultz. I already, I definitely from an athletic standpoint, he already do think Schultz will never be able to do like by a country mile. I mean, Ferguson's like hurdling dudes and shit last year. Schultz is never doing that. He's catching underneath shit. He's catching safety valve catches with, with five yards of cushion and then running forward three yards and falling down. Like almost anyone can do that. On top of that, like they've clearly bought into it because they went out and they gave Scoodmaker Schultz's number, as if it's like, oh, you, the mantle of Dalton Schultz is being passed on to Luke Schoonmaker. Like, no, dude. Like, oh, I swear to God, bro. It, it sucked. It's a shitty pick. It's a waste of a pick. And again, like, if yep. you, I, I know this isn't how you address the draft, but like, if you look at coming out of the draft, how many new starters you acquired? The Cowboys got one. And the rest one of the guys sure, on there. Yeah. And maybe. I mean, I'm sure he'll work in with the other guys. He'll be in packages. They like to run multi tight end sets, so yeah. he'll he'll see plenty of snaps. There's, but... I, I would say, there is a zero percent chance that, like, at the end of the year, we're like the new preeminent, you know, rookie tight end in the league. Like, I don't even think we'll see him that much. Like, oh, dude, and, and again, again he's 25. And again, like, it goes back to again. I know tight end is very hard to to predict, but again, in round one. If you want to go off consensus big boards, Mozzie Smith was a bit of a reach. I'm fine with it, but he was a bit of a reach. And this is the same thing that happened with Schoonmaker. It was a reach by about a half round. And I, I know it's it's an inexact science. I know draft boards don't always mean shit, but it just as a fan, like, I don't know. I would have 
you could have sold me, man, they got the best guard in the draft in Torrance. Or, wow, we took a wide receiver in the second round. Like, now we have an, a guy that when Cooks gets older, if Gallup doesn't work out, could kind of step in. And... Jalen Hyatt would have felt like we got him around late. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man. Yeah. You know, I, I would have liked Mims, too. Second. And Mims yes. may have been a hair early. Or Downs. But... Like, any of those guys. And instead, like, you got this guy who I'm really not convinced is going to meaningfully contribute. Yeah. So, so, that, so that's where it all comes to. I, I, I will say on the positive side, why this kid is not Schultz. So I, I'll at least give the, the, the fans out there who hear us bitching a little bit of... He does have upside as far as, like, if you like scores and just raw... Hey, let's take his 40 number, his hand size, his size, weight, all that shit, and put it into a jar. He is a very athletic human being, even at an NFL level. Schultz never was. Schultz was an average NFL, pretty much everything, but he's an average NFL athlete for a tight end. This kid is a very athletic tight end. I don't know if it'll mean shit, because David Njuku was one of the most athletic fuckers you'll ever see at tight end, and he's never really done anything in the league. And he went first round, by the way. So... And he can block, which Schultz sucked at and cost us some multiple plays. So I imagine yep. they can at least put him in some scenarios where if he's not catching balls, he can at least go out and maybe give you that part of the George Kittle equation. But it it still just feels like, ugh, to me. And and Zach, sorry, we, we've been spouting. I don't know how you felt about this one, so go ahead and give us your... I already record. mentioned this guy sucks. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I hear, I've heard, I haven't really been watching, following this guy. He's a good blocker. Which is people saying that, which is better than Schultz. So that's really what we need. We need more. I just hate it because, like, even even in the moment we took him, the analysts were like, "This guy's a throwback to the '90s when like tight ends were tough and blocked and all this shit." I was like, "That's a bad thing." Like a throw, like trying to draft Jason Witten is a bad idea. Jason Witten would be a bad tight end in the modern game. Like, oh, it's very annoying. Well, I, I'm still glad I didn't take Darnell Washington, who a lot of people would have wanted they wanted tight end, because I just don't agree with taking a guy who's not even the best at his Agreed. school. So but anywho, oh. um a tight end did go funnily right after that. And like six tight ends got drafted in the second round, which is gross. Dude, and but, there's a chance none of these guys pan. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I just like, don't get the NFL has such an obsession with tight ends, and I just don't I feel, and look, I'm just a fan. I feel I have at least a, a pretty good grasp on what analytics say is positional value, and I just don't agree that tight end is 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 a huge difference maker on very few teams. And I know Travis Kelsey exists. He's a diamond in the rough. I, I just there's outside of Kelsey and Kittle, and maybe Goddard and even Pitts who had a shitty year last year. If I'm throwing him in, like who else are you putting up there as? like elite tight ends that change games. I mean, and they, and they can disappear. Like Waller was in that conversation. Oh, Darren and Waller, yeah, he was, he was there for a bit too. And he, he had one really good year and then two invisible years. You know? Yeah. So oh, they also get so, hurt about more than any other position. Because absolutely. Cause they're everything. taking like, they're taking lineman hits and also and they have to block to do, like yeah. big fuckers all day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, Luke Schoonmaker, that'll definitely be that like was probably where I pick. Yeah. Put my most hate uh, in the third round. Uh, so by the third round, I'm I'm. This is like the point in the draft where I was like, oh my god, I hate this so much. But of course, by the third round, you're starting to run out of names that you're like super familiar with. Um, I will say, 
the one guy I still had my eye on, and he ended up going, I think, at the top of the fifth, if I remember correctly. Yes, Israel Abanaconda went to the Jets at 143. So we could have had him in the fourth round. Uh, instead, we got Valami Fahoko, which I wanted a uh, Keely Ringo, fine. honestly, but fine. he went. Um, but in the th- in the third round, the Cowboys went out and got themselves a linebacker out of Texas, uh, Demarion Overshone. Uh, like I said at the top, this guy's a converted DB, played safety coming out of high school. He switched to linebacker, and uh, last year as a senior, uh, all Big Twelve guy, ninety six tackles, ten for loss, four sacks, three career picks. Um, very much in the the mold of safety and that you know kind of combo safety linebacker that the cowboys really like probably obviously more on the linebacker side than the safety side but he's got the ball skills of a former safety and he is a very very hard hitter um which i like so yeah he's a he's a run stuffer and he'll be a spy on the hertzes of the world i mean that's his his kind of mo but i i think it i think he's an off he's an off-ball linebacker it's just again like it's not a sexy pick. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. This is the point, as Andy said in the draft, to start kind of tuning out a little bit. But, um, you know, he's he's fine. I didn't love it. I think, Zach, you, you were pretty high on this one. Maybe not. Eh, I mean, I just I wanted a linebacker. Yeah. yeah. That's basically how it, it goes for me. I just, I've been wanting us to shore that up. I mean, I would have been happy if, we had the availability to draft a good one in the first round as well. Like I just, you need, we need something to help Micah out. Yeah. It's the best way we need to sort this up. So uh, I don't have too much thoughts on this guy. I've never heard of him before the draft. Like I mentioned before, I don't really follow the college football kind of just sit back and wait to see what happens. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good with this one. I like it. This one I was I was pretty fine with. Uh, Fahoko, like I said, like ah, dude. Once you get into like the small say, school uh, guys, I'm always like uh, maybe. The only ones not. I wanted a little more were Clark Phillips, corner out of Utah, or Ringo out of Georgia. Ringo would have been dope. Did like Ringo? He, and, he ended right. up going to Philly. Uh, yeah, which great. You know, they yeah, they basically really cool. They drafted Georgia's entire team. So yeah. And then, uh, like I said, I've I've had a long-standing love with Izzy Abanaconda's film. I think he's going to be a stud at running back. I think he could be the Tony Pollard of this year's draft. Like in a couple years, we'll see the Jets like being told, like, "Oh, you should have been starting Izzy the whole time because he is a re- he's a home run threat from anywhere on the field." Um, I kept waiting for the Cowboys to pull the trigger on a running back because somebody has to be behind. Tony Pollard in this offense and Malik Davis, you know, to, to his credit, he has made a, a nice little career for himself as like the third guy in the three headed monster. But um, I kept figuring they were going to pick someone. And then finally, I would say probably the most like fun moment of this draft for the Cowboys um, in the sixth round, uh, Deuce Vaughn who's a running back out of Kansas state. His father uh, works for the Cowboys as a scout. And there's this great video of like Jerry kind of announcing to the room they're going to take Deuce, and Deuce's dad cries, and they let Deuce's dad make the call to his own son, telling him that he's drafting him. And 
it's it's a great sound bite. He's like, "How would you like to come to work with me next week?" And he's like, "I'd like that very much, Dad." Like, it's great stuff. When they decide um, to draft him, and they all he the dad starts crying, and they all put hands yeah, on him. Oh, it's great. It's great that. stuff. He goes over and hugs Jerry and Steven and um and to and frankly. Deuce is the most exciting offensive player that we got in the whole draft by a million miles. Uh, Deuce is, if Deuce was like five inches taller, he would be in discussions for like, you know, first or second day kind of guy. He is an absurdly productive running back out of Kansas State. Um, A legitimate passing threat too. Uh, Caught, you know, 170 balls in his career at Kansas State and not just like dump offs out of the backfield either. This dude had some legit like diving fingertip catches in the end zone as a little five, six guy. Um, so you're hoping you're getting kind of your Darren Sproles type back here. Uh, he definitely has wheels and he's a tough little son of a bitch. I'm hoping that he can uh, provide us like, I could see him giving us like six or 700 all purpose yards once he's in his, in the zone of the NFL. I'm excited to see what Deuce could do with Tony Pollard. From all accounts, Dallas really wanted to address running back position a lot earlier and the runs just happened way earlier like they apparently were very high on of course Bijan and Gibbs who both went way off the board in the first and then the second round um even before they picked I mean there was a run on uh the UCLA kid Charbonnet yeah yeah he went and there was I thought one other that might have gone before then maybe not but basically they got kind of stabbed out and even in the third round before they picked there were I think they were really high on Keandre Miller out of TCU. Yeah, and Tajay um, Spears went to the Titans at 81. Yeah, and um, those guys both really fell. So Devin, uh, the Devin kid out of uh AM. Yeah, and Tank Bigsby went third yep. round of two. So they just I, I think I, I like that they didn't reach on that. So they they did wait. I, I think they would have addressed it had one of those kids fallen by all means. But that said, I really love Deuce. I mean, five six tiny dude can make guys miss in a phone booth like just absolutely impossible to tackle um if you watch any bit of his film at at k-state i mean the kid was just completely electric uh can do it all uh led i think the nation in in catches last year for a running back yeah um and he led in just total yards, even above Bijan. I mean, he was asked to be an every down back at 5'6 for K-State. I know college is always a little bit different, but I think running back, just like tight end, is a position where you can kind of find value just about anywhere. And I really do think he'll be – he won't start, obviously, but he'll be a, an immediate impact player. Much how yeah. they wanted Kevontae Turpin to be something last year – this kid will be that, in my opinion. He'll be the one who gets the gadget plays, the runarounds, the screens out of the backfield, the returns. Um, five foot five, one seventy nine. I mean, we're talking about a tiny kid, man. So I, I, I look really forward. I think he'll be a fan favorite in a in a year or two. Um, and he's got a great name, Deuce Fawn. You know, people are going to yell Deuce anytime he does something cool. So I agree with you, Andy. Very, very fun pick. Uh, probably my favorite pick of the draft. Just once again, it's the sexiest pick, right? Running back, receiver, corners, kind of, or running back, receiver, quarterbacks, what we all look at. And so to get a running back who had such a, especially a Big 12 kid that I think so many Cowboy fans have seen, 
yeah, stare up their favorite teams. Um, very fun. And and, and as you said, I, I loved the the call with him and his dad. That was that was awesome. It it was the like I said, I think it was the best, the most fun pick we had. And then last but not least, uh, a kid that played for both North and South Carolina in his college career, Jalen Brooks, uh, wide receiver. Um, you know, it's a seventh round wide receiver. Although I was telling Ben before you got on Zach, it's so funny to see like Cowboys fans. And I think every NFL fan base does this, but like in the wake of the draft, they'll just decide every guy that they got was elite. And I've already seen like guys on our Cowboys being like, dude, I've been studying Jalen Brooks tape and dude, this kid is going to be a monster. Maybe the steal of the draft. And it's like, he's a wide receiver that runs a four, eight and had a 500 yards in college. I, I, would be shocked if he <laughs> and frankly the cowboys they're good at evaluating like top end wide receiver talent cd has turned out great des great um even a third round guy here or there michael gallup had several great years terrence williams had several very serviceable years um but man they've they've had some stinkers you know most recently jalen tolbert I- who uh Truth we'll be told, see. I don't know if we'll see uh, him. But. I don't know if we'll see. He'll he'll probably have to fight for a spot. Um, I do want to say, you know, they did at least find as much as you know. We were we were talking about this, me and Andy, before the uh, pod started. But I mean, Noah Brown was a great seventh round pick. If you look, that's back a at that's it. a for a seventh round pick, like a home run it's a, hit. It's a home run. Honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's it's just that. Uh, that Kellen insisted on using him like he did. Now just, I can already tell you, Kellen is going to do the same damn thing with Quentin Johnston. He is going to try to use Quentin Johnston as the know, Noah Brown. Weird, I'll say this: this is a weird thing for them because he's they have so much like he's almost an identical player to Mike Williams. So I don't know. Like I would say he's a worse a version of Mike Williams. He's the Kmart Mike Williams. Yeah. So I don't know how you play them. It's not like they have a giant route tree as a six five guy so i don't know um a couple other picks i mean we, we didn't go we did take a lineman out of north carolina who i don't know anything about just saying we did in round five round six we took a corner we actually traded to take a corner from southern miss um nothing about him other than he's six one two oh four runs a slow 40 but as freaky everything else athletically just a total dq type of guy um now dq does he have ball skills though did he have i don't know i don't know we've missed a few weird ones i mean dq basically struck out hard on nation Wright. they struck out hard on kelvin joseph but it did hit a home run with ron bland in the fifth round i think that was i think he'll be a really good slot receiver so i I, i'm not bland is bland has been great um, I mean, for a rookie, five picks awesome. as a rookie is absurd. And, he's a, and yeah. he's a, I think he'll play in the slot a lot, which is kind of you need that slot coin with Jordan Lewis and. I mean, dude, you know, the, the, our our secondary Anthony is kinda, is low key kind of nasty. Like to have Trey Diggs on one side, Gilly on the other, and then the rotating cast at slot corner. I think you got really, really, and then I love our safeties, the three headed monster. And they kind of figured back. out what to do with Israel Mukamura last year. They moved yep. him to slot and, and he actually been... had a couple nice moments. I think that's something they can build on. And then, like you said, we have three safeties who all kind of Swiss army knife guys. Yeah. They, they play, play their role problems. really well, especially in Dan Q's, Dan Q's system. Um, yeah. The, the one real like this, I would say is, Kelvin Kelvin Joseph has been uh, somewhat of a disaster of a player. Um, um, he um, is 
you know, I was wrong on that whole, too. I was big he, on boss I, man. I wanted, we wanted it to work, dude. Uh, but we had the whole accessory to murder thing. And then it turns out that like he committed the real sin. Uh, you can be a murderer, but you need to play football good. And he is bad at football. I kind of thought last year when Brown and Lewis got hurt that I, that was my last hope is like, all right, let's see what this kid has. Like he, they're going to force to play him. And he basically got played off the field. They they just lost all faith in him. They played like Mukamura and Bland over him. Well, I, I, and I watched it happen, dude. Like we saw multiple moments where you would just see him in these positions, and you're like, okay, here's going to be his moment where he like makes a big pass breakup, and it's going to be kind of his coming out. Dude, he couldn't guard the Texans. Yeah, he got toasted over and over again. And here's the thing: you can get toasted in the league. Like Anthony Brown has built a very good career for himself. By basically having goldfish memory. By the way, where sixth round pick. Yeah, he'll get roasted and then come back the next play and make a great pass breakup or have a pick six or like Anthony Brown will not die. He never lays down. He goes out there every <laughs> single play and plays his ass off. Like I, best- I get I hate Anthony Brown many moments of games, and then I also love Anthony Brown. And I, I do respect the shit out of Anthony. The best trait of Anthony Brown is he's not allowed himself to be played out. They've tried to replace him so many times, and he just keeps playing guys off the field. Like yep. they just they can't overthrow him, and so I have a lot of respect for that. Now he's a free agent, by the way. He's not signed anywhere. He's coming off an Achilles. I think that's probably the end of his career. Unfortunately, I hate to say yeah. that, but I will say uh, I'll, I'll think fondly of a great six round pick. Made it two contracts and. While he did have some bad moments, namely that Raiders Thanksgiving game where he got just the refs oh, just had a hard on for him. I um, hated that for him, dude, because I, I really a don't couple think really he nice, did that much wrong. The last two years as a starter, he had really nice games when healthy. So man, he owned the Giants too. He had several games where he like for some reason just turned it on for games where he got to play Danny Jones and Eli and whoever else they rolled out there. So yeah, shout out to Aunt Annie Peep, dude. Lockdown Aunt Brown will forever be a podcast legend, if nothing else. So, but yeah, I like the I like the condition the secondary is in. If Mozzie can slot in there, and it's Osa Mozzie, and then a rotating cast of kind of you know your tanks, your Micas. Um, I need I need to oh I need to look back at our old pods, but I know we've done this at least the last two drafts, so I'll do it again for this one. And maybe we could revisit. I want a grade from each of you, and then we'll 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 relook back in three four years and see. I like it. How stupid we were, or who's starting? Uh, I'll go first. I'm gonna give it a C plus. I think practical, not sexy. I don't think they got a ton of. Oh, this guy fell on our lap. Value. I think they went out with, hey, this is our guy, and we took it. Now, Will McClay's a much 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 better player evaluator than me so um in him we trust but i'm gonna give it a c plus just based on the fact that they still have a hole at guard and i don't think their weapons got any better with the exception yep. of Vaughn, who i like i just think you could probably find a running back pretty much agreed anywhere, but. agreed i'm gonna go b minus and uh, the reason is because the the draft as a whole is you're given these picks what do you do with them what what how good much better does your team get with those picks and with those parameters we turned our collection of picks into the players that we've talked about tonight as well as brandon cooks and gilly 
That's true. If you're going to include the trade of Cooks and Gilly, I will yeah. up it into the Bs because I think that is that makes your team better today. I think I think the offense with Brandon Cooks. I I said it at the last time. I'm very excited about the Brandon Cooks trade. I think it is an incredible value for what we got. Um, now, would I have liked to trade for uh, DeAndre Swift for a seventh round pick? Yes, I would have. Yes, I would have done that. Oh um, my god! Hey, they did give up a future fourth. To be fair, but. that's fair. But um, that said, uh, I think Cooks. Would you, how hyped would we have been for real? Like, I, I I know the Eagles are getting the two most of the shit they've gotten. I don't care about Jalen Carter's an absolute stud, so I give them that. And then the Swift for pennies, man, that's such a haul. Like that yeah. guy was so good two years ago. I know he's oft hurt, but man. He's going to be behind a great O line and a good running quarterback. Like he's going to have, dude. He's mm, yeah. Gonna he's going to be. Gonna be a, he's going to be a beast for sure. So, uh, but I do think overall, I think the offense got uh, between the subtraction of Kellen Noah Schultz, the addition of a more athletic, better blocking tight end core, Cooks, uh, Kellen Gone, um. I'm going to say, and and you know what? I'll even throw out a real hot take. Michael Gallup, one year removed from the injury. Michael Gallup renaissance. Um, I'm going to say the offense can be 5 to 10% better than it was last year. And I think your defense was elite, minus its issues stopping the run. And I'm hoping that they took the measures necessary to, to improve there. So overall... Um, I think they they touched the areas that I would have wanted them to touch last year. All I did was bitch about second corner and weapons, uh, getting a number two receiver. And so they did both of those things. And so I don't think they got an A+. plus. They didn't go out and get, you know, fucking Jamar Chase and Sauce Gardner. But they did really well, and they used their draft resources to do so. So I'm going to give them a B-. minus for the draft overall. Okay. Z, do you want to give a grade or are you, are you abstaining? Uh, you know, I was going to go with B, but honestly, Andy convinced me B minus. Okay. Like it's We're all B minus is better where it's, it's not that you did bad, but you really didn't do good as well at all. You know, it's, you're kind of disappointed with it. Unless you half-assed it at the last second, which I hope the God we didn't do. I just don't think but, they took a guy at a position that's going to be an they immediate. They did it, but like, well, I'm not thinking you can throw Mozzie in pretty early. I'll, I'll, no, I'll put it. He can. I I just mean there's there's like five elite positions in the NFL: quarterback, corner, wide receiver. O line and D end, and I just don't think they got one Do of those need, five. Any I mean, other than O line, though, we kind of have one for everything. I know, and like, you didn't need we it. are in the shoring up what we have stage. I don't think we really need. I to disagree with anymore. corner and wide receiver. I think corner, need we need something. a good one. We need. I think one. you. I That's think true. you need receiver too because Cooks is old, and we don't know at all what we're going to get from Gallup. But That's, yeah. But 
you're right. I, that's just where I'm coming from. And that's, I, I just, I like to, if you're going to take shots, like one year, look, the nation right draft, it didn't work out, but like at least that year they took Kelvin Joseph, nation right. And they took like three corners in O line. They've had a couple of those. I remember the Cheeto Anthony Brown Lewis year. They took, they were yeah. just like, we are going to fix this fucking secondary. And that's the thing. Yeah. So, I, but if you're going to, and look, they missed on a few, but they hit enough that that's, that's, position positional value and i just yep. if you're gonna if you're gonna take dart throws i just would prefer them to be at positions that truly matter like did we get a good linebacker in round three i don't know maybe but off ball linebacker his you know analytics tell us is kind of whatever same with tight end same with d tackle like unless you have one of the best so it's just i don't know i i, I just would have liked to see them use their resources in a different place but Zach is right. We don't have a ton of holes. It's just Seattle, you know, was smart. I mean, they have two great receivers, and they still went out and took JSN because he fell. Like, that's just – Yeah, and it, it's going to just be one of those situations where, like, let's say the Cowboys are, like, in some, like, crazy playoff situation. It's unlikely that you're going to be like, oh, man, thank God they went and got Luke Schoonmaker. You know what I mean? Like – the guys that they went out and got in this draft are unlikely to be difference makers in crucial, you know, postseason situations. And that's that's not what you want to hear for a team that seems to be like in this weird limbo state where it's like they're they are capable of playing with the best teams in the league, but incapable of getting over the hump. So We'll find out. It'll be an interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see this team get into camp and then get into uh, preseason. Uh, the week three preseason game, typically and traditionally the dress rehearsal game. Uh, the three of us will be together this year, which will be fun because mm -hmm. it is the weekend of my vow renewal. So we'll Woo! all be fucking hanging out, watching the game together. It's gonna be a great time. Um, but yeah, boys. Interesting draft. Interesting draft. You know, I, I always uh, – two things I always do when I'm high or low on a draft, I think of two things. One, David Hellman always says, you have to – you know, do you want to know how good this draft was? you got to wait five years. Yeah. And that's when you'll know if this was a good or bad draft. Two is I always go back to Bleacher Report's draft grades from 2012. And they gave draft grades to every team, and they only gave one F, and it was to the Seattle Seahawks because they had what they called three of the worst picks in the draft. Those picks were Bruce Finn, Russell Wilson, and Bobby Wagner. <laughs> so it turned out that Bleacher Report was incorrect about that, and that was probably not an F draft. That was more likely one of the better drafts maybe of the decade. Um, so we, don't, we just don't know. Like. For all we know, dude, Mozzie Smith is going to well, be and look, the Colts got like an A. If Anthony Richardson busts, that'll move to an F in three years. Like that's yep. just the way it moves, dude. If Jalen, if Jalen Carter goes out next week and drunk drives and kills a bus full of school kids, <laughs> the Eagles will not look nearly as cool as they did forty eight hours ago. Fingers crossed. Not for the kids, but not for the poor school kids. But everyone, I want all the kids to recover. Their injury is part of the, the, the deal. Sorry. So, well, um, all right, boys. Anything else you want to get into before we wrap up draft season and get into off season? I don't, other than I, I do want to uh, 
just share with our uh, listeners a, a couple Mozzie Smith quotes that were badass. Cool. Um, I like it. When he was drafted, they said, uh, someone asked him, what do you bring to the defense? And his quote was, a dog. I'm a big dog. You know what I'm saying? A big fella. A big physical guy. I've never <laughs> been afraid of contact. I've never been afraid to ball. A guy that's going to get in somebody's face. A guy that isn't going to make it easy. Which is sick. All that sick. I love Man, that he I, emphasized I'm, how big he was a few times. I, I, I continue to think that this may be the secret alter ego of T Grizzly. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> and then one more. What makes you so strong against the run? Man, I'm 130, 20. I'm a... 325 pounds. I got power in my hands. I've been strong my whole life. I came out the womb looking like I did push-ups. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I, Dude, I don't know. That's sick. that's like one of those. Uh, like, have you seen all those like Kevin Gates interviews where he's yeah. like, "I can remember being in the womb. I can start a car battery with my hands." Like. <laughs> that's fucking awesome though i mean i love that shit dude that's exactly how it started with tyler smith last year i was like super down on the pick dude, and then i watched his press conference and i was like all right i love this kid mossy just seems like a big fucker and that's what we need though we do need that and we do need a dog I mean, dude we, I mean, we complain he said a year, dog, year a big dog a big physical guy a big fella you know what i'm saying I do know what you're saying after all those descriptors <laughs> but we we complain year after year that this cowboys team is you know too small much finesse, soft. Yeah. small, soft, too much focus on speed, not enough power. Like the Eagles are so dirty and grimy and they'll, you know, punch you in the face and like the Cowboys aren't ready for that. We need a little bit of that in us, dude. You got to have, you need, a, you need an Indomica Sue. Like you need a yeah. bad, a Warren Sapp, like a big nasty nose tackle in the middle. That's going to get in people's faces and start shit and make people feel uncomfortable. like Albert Hainsworth pre Redskins contract Albert Hainsworth, like just a Correct. nasty fucker, man. Like nobody likes going against that, you know. For sure, for sure. We need some intimidation factor. So if Mozzie brings it, dude, I mean the other guys on that defense are beastly. We have a tremendous unit. They have the capability to be one of the best, if not the best, defenses in the NFL. And they I have mean, look, them Micah loves to talk shit. Tank's always sort of been the leader and the he's gonna get in your face and say something too, but they're not like I mean, they're huge guys, but you get what I mean? This is like a yeah. big, nasty nose tackle, which uh, I'm I like it, dude. So. I like it. So I'm down, man. Let's let's hope it, it pans. I want I want a uh, I, I want a defense that puts us in position to be successful. And I think we have the building blocks of that. So I want a defense right that on. can manage when Dak does not deliver. That, that's okay, that's so fair. Yeah. Well, make well, no, make no mistake. That, man. This offense is based on what they've done. It's, I mean, no difference than any other year. It's it's squarely on four shoulders. I mean, that's for yep. sure. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, I'm, I am. Uh, it's gonna be. There's gonna be a lot of focus this year on Dak, especially from a turnover perspective. Like, fair or not, like he gets his turnovers are looked at differently than anyone else's turnovers. No one is talking about the fact that Josh Allen had 30 turnovers last year. They're talking about the fact that Dak threw 15 picks. Um, so he's going to have to sharpen up. I am I personally am hopeful that like seven of those aren't going to go off his wide receiver's hands and into the the hands of the opponent because that number has to come way down. So we'll see. I, I, I do think if there's someone that is – capable mentally of putting in the work it's Dak Prescott so fingers crossed 
Hell yeah. I got and if he sucks, we got Cooper Rush, dude. So we're good. That's true. We got the uh, goat back. So. Although I'll say this, dude, maybe we cut the wrong guy. Have you guys been seeing what Gucci Danucci's doing over yeah, there in the NFL? Have, yeah, I mean, I'm, got knocked he, out, but he's the lead passer. That honestly, that just tells you like how truly garbage the XFL is. Like that Ben Danucci literally Gucci, could not complete a pass in the NFL, and I think, <laughs> he still. I has, think we gave up on him too early, baby. I think he also bring him back. The league at interceptions as well, or at least he I wouldn't like shock me at all. Fourteen of them. I, I also up. really like laughed at him being like, like, this is the most, he, he said like, this is the most talented wide receiver room I've ever seen or something. And I was like, bro, you were on a team with CD Lamb, Amari Cooper and prime Michael Gallup. Like, I don't know, dog, like Josh Gordon at 38 and whoever else is on that team. Is, I'm sure they're good for the XFL, but come on dog. Like a little insulting. It'll be interesting to see what uh what twenty twenty three uh newly tatted CD Lamb looks like, dude. I, I have uh, high expectations. By the way, Pollard got super tatted, Dak got super tatted, CD, and one other guy. I don't. They, I they all hired Trey like Diggs. The, Trey Diggs. Yeah, they all hired the same art. You can go look at them. They got some like cool tats and some why i would never Man, put that on my body it's so tat, funny but. that like if you're a superstar athlete who's super jacked you can get like the cringiest fucking tattoos That's and they're I'm cool saying. like Tra trayvon Dix is a bunch of joker tattoos that make like if i got them i'd look like a 4chan edgelord but because he's trayvon Diggs, you're like all right that's pretty cool <laughs> like ah uh, shitty yeah a lot of tattoo or cd yeah dude do they so do just go Jack in and just like his, they just order like the whole wall? Just Jack like did <laughs> like what his entire leg, and yeah. And Pollard also did his entire back, and then CD did his entire back, and Trayvon did his entire back. Like they got their like no, and I mean nothing spared, like little Wayne level tats. Hey man, inked dude. The new the new inked up Cowboys are about to go ham though. It's gonna be tight. Hey, I'm ready yeah. for it. Do what you will, you know. It's gonna be like a goggles. I've always LeBron heard. I've always or, heard from. You know. I've always heard from anyone who gets tattoos. They're they're an addiction. You get yeah. one. You never get one. You get you get one. Then you get two. Then you so on and so on. And so wow, on. my mom got one. <laughs> like Only ten once? years ago. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. My brother-in-law got four, and well, I asked him once when I first met him if he regretted them. And he said, "Yeah." And he's never gotten another one. He got them all. He got them all from like the age of eighteen to twenty-two. That's what I've always said, man. Is I'm always like, whatever I get now, I'll probably hate. Like if you, if if it was legal for me to get tattoos, and I was like ten, I'd probably have like a pokeball in the center of my chest. So like, it's probably not a good idea. On you. Which would probably, yeah, be, which would probably be it. Probably would have been really Dominic lame for a while. Toretto, just like on my whole arm, dude. Just call me Dom, just written down my arm, like in fucking sick ass script, bro. Would not expect it to still be. People would think, "Oh, you just get that tattoo." <laughs> yeah, dude. Right. Same dude. The the Pokemon tattoo would come back around. Pokemon. Yeah, I, cool I would have been. I would have been early on that shit. Yeah, that's the Pokeball. That was... You would have been lame as hell for a while, and now you'd be cool again. <laughs> cool as fuck. Like, oh. Yeah, They're for like, sure. Oh, that's it. That's so funny. That's so funny. But yeah, dude. Like uh, in college, I I seriously considered getting a a transhumanism tattoo, and I look back on that, I'm like, oh my god, bro. I would. I've come very close to getting a star tattoo, but I never did. If we I win the Super Bowl, get a tattoo in Vegas, and if we if we, we win the Super it, Bowl, huh? the pod should get a tattoo. We should get the pod logo tattooed. I said, hey, I said, Bowl. if they win a Super Bowl, yeah. get a, I'll I'll tat it on me. I'll tat the Roman numerals on me somewhere. 
Uh, well, I, I, seriously though, we should do it. If we if we win the Super Bowl, we should get the pod logo, like the you know the boys we boys, the little microphone and the star. And we should get it with the the year we won the championship. Okay, and I have nothing, Ben. Can I, you get up a little bit so I can see your neck? I don't have a chain on. Yeah, okay. If you don't wear a chain and we do win the Super Bowl, you need to get that tattoo of the Roman numerals on your eyelids, man. Little <laughs> oh, wing style. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell I feel yeah, like that dude. would hurt quite a bit. Oh, it's gonna hurt like a bitch, man. Oh, it's funny because there's like you a whole lose your vision, but there's definitely a whole know. like generation of like SoundCloud rappers that like went out and got face tats because that shit was like slamming in like 2017, mm. and now that shit's way out. Hey, and it's which, like, by the oh, way, damn it. they need to all pay fucking homage to Wayne, the first motherfucker oh, yeah. who really popularized that shit. Yeah, except Gen Z kids suck and are not gonna do that because they're gonna be like, yeah, dude, I listen to old school rap like. Lil, Lil Uzi. <laughs> you ever heard Lil Peep's early shit, dude? It's tight. It's super sick, dude. Ugh. Post Malone but, also. Hey, you know, shout out to Posty, dude. That dude has made a whole fucking career out of just being like a dirty white boy. So. <laughs> well. Uh, I think we covered all our bases. So uh, to our Indeed. loyal listeners, welcome to a new season. I guess, do you consider this the end of last year or the beginning of the new year? Uh, when we, like when we did the Christmas specials done in between seasons. Well, yeah. I, I've labeled, I've started late. Whenever we come back from the break and we did like the off season, like review, I, I labeled that as season episode one of season seven. So okay. technically this is episode three of no episode two of season seven. So lucky number seven, but as always, thank you guys so much for listening, taking the time to check out our review of the draft. If you like what you heard, please feel free to like, Subscribe, leave a comment, leave a uh, rating review. Helps us climb up the iTunes, the Spotify charts, which we tremendously appreciate. We will be back uh, later in the offseason to give you some insight on camp, on the preseason as we prepare. Uh, some insight into the schedule once that's released. And, of course, once we get into the swing of the season, we'll be back on a weekly basis to give you uh, the – ups and downs of the weekly life of a Cowboys fan. Uh, but as always, thank you so much. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace.